In a world where the truth is hard to come by. Two fearless men that aren't afraid to speak their minds and tell it how it is. Can you dig it? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Truth is Controversial Podcast with Bleak and Dove. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Truth is Controversial Podcast with me, your boy Dutch, the creator, and I got my man Bleak over there. What's up, Bleak? You already know, and we are the truth is controversial. And Let's it's get into it. it. And, and 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 you know, when 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 we talk about controversial, my man, um, in in the title of the show and what we are, you know, we we have to talk about conspiracies. We this conspiracies gotta come up somewhere, and the conspiracy that we're gonna be talking about today, you guys, is the secret meeting that took place in the late 80s, early 90s, in hip-hop. This man came on the internet early in the 2000s and said that he went to a meeting. And I'm sure a lot of you guys heard about this meeting. And he basically said, look, they basically wanted to fill up the prisons. So they invested in gangster rap. Now, this recording or this you know, statement from this guy, this record executive, he basically, we've been hearing this for at least 20 years now. But a lot of people think that it's fake, Bleak. A lot of people think that it's his fake. So he made it up and, you know, people just blowing this out of proportion. What, do you, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on it? First, have you, have you ever heard of this meeting? I, I definitely heard of it. Okay. But um, here's the thing. When you take in consideration what has transpired over the last, let's say, 25 years or so, mm-hmm. maybe longer. You can't argue with the results. All you got to do is look. And when you look at what's been happening with hip hop, um, with the state of uh, our communities, um, even within the state of hip hop itself, with the amount of um, um, arrest of artists and the amount of uh, murders of artists, and the amount of murders that some artists have committed it's it uh, to me it goes without being said like it's 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 an obvious almost an obvious thing now the thing about it is is there any evidence of it right and i think you can draw some evidence to the uh correlation of how much rap have sold and played into um the youth as far as uh the uh the overall culture that we have participated in and how it has influenced us and 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 also how the streets have influenced hip-hop i think it goes it's a two-way street for sure but once you able to like understand that then you can kind of see the correlation between the two and understand that it, it had to be some type of uh it had to be some type of influence. I don't know if you remember or recall, even heard of that um, when, uh, uh, what is it, a two live crew, when Luke Campbell uh, went to court and he won the case. Yeah, and from that point in time, they had to put the advisory uh, yeah. sticker on it. And it seemed as ever since then, because think about this, at some point in time, they were trying to stop hip hop artists from Sorry. even being able to even 
be an artist. So you take that into consideration and you look at it to where it's where it's at now, it's almost like double down on the what they was considering uh um as being toxic or um or or the words that was being criminal. And in in a lot of sense, they were trying to criminalize hip hop artists' words. All you gotta do is like I said, look at two live crew and look at NWA um in the very beginning. But with but but back to to what the guy was saying though about creating these these atmospheres within hip hop to foster certain you know behaviors from rappers that that we definitely definitely see today. Now the thing is, when I first read that that whole meeting, I read it. You know, I think it was mm-hmm. around like 2000, 2006, first time I really seen it. But I'm, I'm just listening to this or, or reading it, and I was like, wow, you know, we had the gangster rap at first, and then so much, so much marketing. And even though Bob Dole and C. Dolores Tucker was trying to, you know, stop hip hop, something was pushing the, something was pushing this, this aspect or, or subgenre of hip hop of this gangster rap. Right. And it was affecting. I seen I seen it I seen it firsthand. I was I was young, but it was affecting certain people in neighborhoods to either wanna rap or wanna be gangster. Oh, almost oh, definitely. Um when you have something that is as powerful as music it doesn't even matter what genre it is like as you can ask the average person to start saying the abcs right mm-hmm. even as a grown person they will start to sing it they're not going to just go say a b c they're going to say a b c because that's how influential music is we have they they know that that music is probably the greatest uh, learning tool that ever was if you want to teach somebody something you can teach them through music and definitely influence behavior through uh influence behavior through music so then you take in consideration also that hip-hop came at a time where black people black and brown people didn't have a voice um a political voice you gotta think this is pretty much on the heels of the civil rights movement hip-hop was kind of birthed out of that not because of the civil rights movement but because of the voice that has been uh, stricken from black and brown people especially black people now when you when you take that and you understand that that hip-hop was birthed from um a youth movement from 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 people yes people wanted to party people wanted to um have some type of escapism from their day-to-day life so it makes sense that it would be born from a, a, a youthful uh, crowd or youthful culture. And then to be able to speak about what's going on in your neck of the woods and what's going on in your neighborhood. I remember seeing an interview um, a while back about uh, with Ice Cube saying that um, rappers um, are no different than um, news uh, reporters or journalists. And it made sense to me even at that time that Okay, yeah, because when you hear a rapper from New York 
they're speaking as New Yorkers and they're talking about where they're from. And then of course, um, from the West Coast, uh, you hear the, uh, the same thing and they're different slang. And they're talking about their neck of the woods. The, the thing about it is, I don't think the average person would even made those type of connections, especially back then that hold on, even on the East Coast, on the West Coast, down South Chicago, we're all going through the same thing. We're all having the same problems. So that way, people was able to connect. Not only connect, they was able to connect the dots and understand that, okay, it's not just you going through it or we going through it. It's everybody that's going through it and not letting his voice. And then what, 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 what started to happen was people started to recognize that it was a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of money to be made in hip hop. Um, and that money aspect came on the heels of what? It came on the heels of the drug trade and the drug wars. So when you take all those things into consideration and understand that every time they put us our backs to the wall or they corner us with what we can't do, we find a way. And hip hop probably was the best way for us to escape the... Um, you know, the despair and the hopelessness. It was the best way for us. To, uh, so even today, like I just read something yesterday that this says uh, uh, Jay-Z is now worth $2.5 Now, if you take that back to where he first started in his career, I don't think he can even say he's seen that coming or no one's seen that coming. And I ain't just talking about because it's Jay-Z. I'm talking about for any rapper to reach that height. And that's something you can uh, almost uh, certainly bet they 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 didn't want that to happen. But I I, I still think even with the Jay Z um, and the Puffy or the Master P or whatever, I still think that those are like token Negroes to keep people having hope. Oh, for sure. Give oh, I'm not. A point. Oh, we're on the same page, brother. Go ahead. Point. Point being, baby. From Cash Money, Birdman, Stunner, right? He had one of the best deals ever in hip hop, right? And this was with um, Universal Records. I think this this deal is still into play. I think they renegotiate re re every once in a while, but I believe they gave this man that deal, and no one has had that deal since, bruh. No one, mm -hmm. no record label has had that deal since. And when they gave him that deal, I think they understood, okay, no, we're not going to give this deal to everybody that comes here, but we need them to have hope. We need them to sign on to this shit. And I believe that was the second phase of this quote-unquote meeting of hip-hop because the guy he was talking about basically investing in gangster rap. So um, people or black people in the inner cities can kill each other um, twofold. Kill each other and go to prison. And then right. they can fill up these prison, prison cells and prison beds. Because he said he had prison investors there. He had private investors. He Absolutely. had um, politicians. He had record executives there. And I just want to preface what I'm about to say next on this. The Willie Lynch letter is straight up fake. It's a art. It's, it's literature, but everything in that letter is it's very real. Fucking true. It's you very what real. I mean? You know Absolutely. how we have these um, viral videos or whatever 
and some of them are quote unquote um staged or skits and every right. time i do a video on the black non-democrat channel um based on the 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 skit or the real thing just like that lady who um demanded her baby daddy to buy her other kids mcdonald's right <laughs> look they said it was a skit when i put it out right but i'm like okay I, it, even if it's a skit you know this exists you know it's women out here that literally will tell their baby father that that same quote so why even bring up if it's real or not let's just talk about the actual principle of what's being said if we hindsight 2020 like you said once we look back on things you see hip-hop going from happy fun White people seeing that they can monetize this, they monetized it, and then they said, you know what? We can kill two birds with one stone. Let's monetize it and then have them destroy themselves, and then that will fill up these prisons. And right. then, matter of fact, um, let's not stop there. Let's dumb them down now. And not, you know, going at the South. I'm just saying these these things because that's what they probably thought they probably thought southern people were stupid so what they did was invested in southern hip-hop at to, to get people dumb down which that's when Birdman cash money had got that deal and then let's not stop there let's have them not even understand money understand wealth let's Bring up this bling bling thing and then have all of the rappers rapping about their jewelry and, and all of this. And I fucked your girl and all of this. Right. Yeah, let's not stop there. Let's take it to homosexual activity. Let's have these rappers put, put on dresses. Let's, let's let's have these rappers do that. Let's not stop there. Let's have them. Let's turn them into straight up addicts. Bruh, it's like four well, or five stages of this. Oh, shit. Oh, for sure. And then here's a here's a um, a point that goes back to possibly the secret meeting, right? Mm -hmm. For anything that needs to be sold, meaning even hope to be sold, even um, a lifestyle to be sold, you need somebody to be able to market it, right? Mm -hmm. So you need somebody to even be able to model the outfit right like quote unquote model the outfit so these rappers in a sense have become the marketers and the models for this lifestyle so when you take that consideration again where where we come from it's hopelessness and despair people want to aspire to be great aspire to be something but if they put this in front of you and say you could be this and you don't have to be 6'9 or be able to bench press 250 pounds. You could be five foot, <laughs> nothing, right? But if you could emulate this behavior and emulate this lifestyle, you could still become this person. So in a lot of ways, that's exactly what happened. Because now when you take, like you said, let's just take cash money for, 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 for example. Like you said, you take baby, then you have these these artists we see those all around us you see what i'm saying so it's able it, it's easily for us to be able to pick it up and say this is what we want to be but have anybody considered that 
a lot of these record labels, hmm. clothing labels, hmm. um, and so forth and so forth. Not only do they invest into these artists, but they also invest into privatized prisons. Hmm. So now when you take into consideration that rappers are marketing a certain lifestyle, that it's easy to go out in the field and go catch your runaway slaves because now they've been quote unquote branded with their names. Cause think about it. When rappers promote certain, uh, certain, certain, certain labels, they are promoting a name that does not belong to them. Right. And what I mean by that is when slaves ran away, speak on it, brother. He's taking it back. <laughs> My man taking it back. I'm, he he gonna he gonna <laughs> watch, I guarantee he bring it back full circle. Shoot. Oh, for sure. Um, but when slaves ran away, right? It was a such thing called an overseer that they would go out with their slave patrol, which are now the police, but they went out with their slave patrol. And they would catch the runaway slave. And what they would do is brand their name on their backs, just like cattle. So is it of any type of coincidence that now rappers are screaming out, <laughs> promoting name brand clothing? Balenciaga. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci this, Gucci that, Louis this, Louis that, right? So when you take it... This, 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 try to take that in, right? Here in America, black people were slaves and was picking cotton and got tired of the shit and would run away. And they said, you know what? Go out there, go catch them, bring them back because you are property, you belong to me. And then slaves, even some slaves became proud of who they was owned by because of what name was on their back. So now you have us now I'm being proud. Smith. I'm from the Smith plantation. It, it, what you now. Talking about? <laughs> but now we got now we got now we got now we got those some more they from the Gucci plantation. What's the difference? I wanna I wanna so, I wanna I wanna interject there to, to, to play our first clip. And this right. leads um great into this clip. It's from Leor Cohen. And he was on the Breakfast Club a couple of years ago. And 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 this goes to you know making us a certain way. Um, I mentioned that it's 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 literally we grew up in the early '90s, right? Where rappers talked about selling the drugs. You know, <laughs> now <laughs> for some reason, bruh, we are rapping about taking the drugs. And it's a it's a Percocet like I when I first heard of yeah now now we did had sip sipping on some scissor but we didn't three six mafia didn't let that lead the culture that was just something that they did in the studio bruh they make songs about being basically a crackhead today oh for, oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and we had rappers one of the biggest... who who died. Mac Miller, uh, uh, um, Juice World. These rappers are young, young, vibrant, vibrant, um, talented young men. 
that's, that's probably one of the biggest differences years between, old, bro. Right, and that's probably one of the biggest differences between um, our generation that we came up listening to and the generation now is that what you said is like it's switched. Now neither one is good for us, for her to be like, honest. Yeah, it's rude. You know what I'm saying? But the uh, but but the the biggest difference is now you are the fiend. You are the fiend. <laughs> you are the fiend. But let's get into you made a great this, point. Let's get into it's this dope. clip. And I'm sure a lot of you guys probably um, seen this clip. Um, and for my YouTubers, you'll be able to see it. But if you're on the podcast, um, you'll be able to hear what he's saying. And um, it just goes to show you with this clip how they don't care about your health, your well-being, or anything. They just care Absolutely about that not. almighty dollar. Let's go. The course of the crack epidemic. I don't know what's this opioid thing, man. Is well, being a crackhead so wasn't cool you, back then. Being what? a crackhead wasn't cool. Now it's it, it seems like they're they're making it cool to be drinking lean and syrup and it's the most dangerous. It's the most dangerous thing that's facing, um, um, our society. Are you so, so why sign an artist that would promote that? Um, b- because I, <laughs> I I already answered that question. You weren't paying attention. Um, she asked me talent. Or issues, and I said talent, but I I, I have to I, I can't give up on people. I was saying that's hypocritical, though. Mm. You're saying um, it's opportunistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got I got people to feed. <laughs> um, oh, I got a bu- I got a I got a business to run. <laughs> You're gonna make Dame Dash take this clip and call you a culture vulture. <laughs> Who's Dame Dash? You, you brought him up. I don't is. even know him. I don't even know him. So you bring him his name up. I don't even know him. So y'all made a lot of money together. Made a lot of Come money. Come on, I don't do that to him. I don't know him. I really... What they say in the Bible, baby? Um, Motherfuckers be lying, bro. That's what I'm. You, you, you would deny me. <laughs> Jesus told yeah. Judas. He told Judas. Judas, you, you know you're gonna deny me three times. <laughs> no, no, no. Ain't that wild as shit, Dutch? Now this motherfucker told me he don't know who Dame Dash is. Get the fuck out of here, man. Now, I I'm don't not know. A, I'm not I don't biggest, know that guy. I'm not the biggest Dame and Dash um fan. But, no, but first, I do I do respect him and and he is a fucking culture vulture. This so, man just literally on record, and then you see how how he buoyed the shit out of Charlemagne. What did right, I just I'm say? say Nick? Take in consideration exactly what just happened. Ooh, Charlemagne brought up a very interesting point. Like, isn't a that hypocritical? very valid point, bro? And what did Lee or Cohen say? I got people to feed. I so that means he's not giving a fuck about us, our people, our welfare, nothing. And then Woo. to deny somebody that he made millions with. So you see that he's not only does he not give a fuck about us and our people, and this is an, a, a a very very high executive in 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 a, in a state of hip hop, right? Yes. Bro. Not only does he not give a fuck about us, he also will show you in your face. I will lie, <laughs> I will lie, and I don't give a fuck about you. So that tells you that's it. That's all. The, that's really all the evidence you really need. Like shit. And bro. and and bro, that was excellent. And, and, that and that's, shit, what, that's why I created that Mindset of Hip Hop um, series I have. 
that's on mm -hmm. Dutch Talk TV, which you guys can go down in the description box. If you're on YouTube, um, Dutch Talk TV link will be there where you can look at all of these videos. But like I said, man, the thing about it is, even though, like, first I wanna I wanna ask you, I wanna ask you, do you think that guy that put that on the internet in the early 2000s? Do you think that was a true? Because this is the truth is controversial podcast, baby. And, and we here, baby. And if y'all in here, please make sure y'all hit that like button. Um, let, let me let me let me go ahead and put that ticker up there for y'all. So y'all so y'all remember, please hit that like button. That would going be much to what easier. you said though. But you do you think me, do you, you think that was an actual real person? You asked me was it true, right? Yeah. Now let's go back to what you said earlier. Um, in the show you mm -hmm. said does it matter if it was or not when the evidence kind of speaks for itself to me it doesn't even matter if it was true or not the clip you just played by leo coin tells you the That's mind true. frame <laughs> it tells you the mind frame and thinking of these people don't so, it seem like what, he was one of the guys that he probably, was in now the if meeting it, now, if, now if it was true I can bet you that he was in that meter. Mm. I bet you he was in there. Mm. So, again, whether it's true or not, you could directly take that clip you just showed mm -hmm. and understand the mind frame of these people. Mm. So it doesn't even matter if that meeting happened or not. Mm. What, what it does show you is whether the meeting was real or not, the way that these people operate is very real. It's in your face. You just seen this um, this guy sit up there on the Breakfast Club show that that uh, that show is all over the country, if not all over the world. Syndicated. Right? Nationally syndicated, if not worldwide, right? And you had one of the biggest executive, uh, executives in hip-hop history sit up there tell you exactly what they think. So does it matter if that meeting happened or not, if they still telling you exactly what it is? And for you guys, um, I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of this meeting. This meeting is long. I have pre-recorded this meeting. Um, um, but I'm just going to give you guys a snippet of what was being said in this meeting, okay? And I know a lot of you probably haven't even heard. Y'all probably been listening to this like, you know, it's great information, but what the fuck meeting are y'all talking about? But right. I'm going to play a little bit. Well, the truth is controversial. It's on the rise, and it's going to be a lot of people who haven't heard it. Yes. So we introducing this to a yes. whole new audience. And Trust you, that. And if you haven't heard it, um, you're about to hear it. At this point, my industry colleague who had first opened the meeting took the floor again and answered our questions. He told us that since our employers had become silent investors in this prison business, it was now in their interest to make sure that these prisons remained filled. Our job would be to help make this happen by marketing music that promotes criminal behavior, rap being the music of choice. He assured us that this would be a great situation for us because rap music was becoming an increasingly profitable market for our companies. And as employees, we'd also be able to buy personal stocks in these prisons. Immediately, silence came over the room. I'm going to just leave it there real quick on it. And mm -hmm. we're going we to elaborate on what was being said in that just little, what, 40 seconds. Right. Prison industrial complex, baby, speak on it. 
Isn't that what I was just saying earlier? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a prison of pipeline, and, and, and we understand that exists. Mm-hmm. See, I think we don't understand how far that they are willing to go. Ooh. If they would Say infiltrate that again, your bro. blood. I don't think they heard you. Nah, I don't. I mean, it's. I don't think they <laughs> understand how far these people are willing to go. If they, if, if they, if we know for sure fact that it's already been proven mm-hmm. that through uh, elementary school, it's a prison, a pipeline from elementary school to 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 the uh, prison industrial complex. We understand that. You don't think that the biggest thing that's leading our culture, not only our culture, but for real at this point in time, world culture. Uh, hip hop, you don't think that's that, that's not going directly uh, have an effect on us? Um, I think you fucking are stupid if, if 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 you if you can't see through that. Hip hop has infiltrated every single um, major corporation as far as how it goes about marketing their products. So you don't think that us it, it uh, uh, it's not marketing to us to go to prison? What prison is one of the biggest corporations that's holding up America right now? I, I think people are missing it. Like, I don't think people understand that uh, our black bodies are still being enslaved. And, and our if, mind. And our mind. If, exactly. Well, wherever the mind go, the body going to follow. So if you, if you can keep the mind trapped, you know the body going, it, it, what's the difference? You see what I'm saying? A lot of people walking around right now uh, outside of prison, but still trapped in their mind. We know that. And that leads us to our next clip, baby. It was this guy. Um, and, and and I appreciate everybody coming to the channel. I appreciate everybody coming to the podcast. And on top of that, if you are on YouTube, man, look, go to the link in the description box. That will be the link to our podcast wherever you look, wherever Spotify, Apple, plug this shit for me. Because this, <laughs> this, this, this man is the, is the curator of all that. That, that man has everywhere all the podcasts. Everywhere you can find podcasts, you can find us, baby. And it's the go. Truth is Controversial podcast. There we go. And, and you know, um, the thing about it, you guys, I'm, I'm going to say it, Bleak. I'm going to say it. Oh, me shit. and Bleak, we were talking before we came oh, on, shit. and we said, you know, when black people tell black people things, we tend to be skeptical of each other. And yes, I mean, we all—I think we all—all uh, experienced that. Yes, and 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 that's why we don't we don't we don't shop with each other because at the end of the day, the 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 person who's buying, they want the hookup, and the person who's selling. They don't feel they have to put too much fucking value into creating their shit. So at the end of the day, it's it's always going to be some back and forth. But for some reason, when the white man say what needs to be done, huh? Hmm. Do you guys understand? Look, um, Sebi, Doctor Sebi, um, Malcolm X. A lot of people have been saying that you know. You guys know um, civilization started in Africa. You know this, right? And a lot of people always wanted to, you know, I know how you know, blah. They they want to give pushback on the the black man who's saying it, but the white man says it, eh, and then they called her Lucy. Man, we don't got no right. goddamn people named Lucy in our <laughs> in our culture like that. Do you know a black Lucy? No. If I do. <laughs> 
I do, I do. I do know one black Lucy, but you know what? Do I know That's like Lucy? her fucking Lucy, stage name. That's like her stage name. But the thing is, even with that, they say, you know, yeah, it was a black woman, but we going we gonna we gonna put a Lucy name on it. But but you but you, you know couldn't that give it her yet? I mean what the fuck? <laughs> nah, nah, you say that 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 Girl name true? Lucy, that name Lucy is short for Lucy. Luciferian mm. also, so Lucifer. So you gotta oh, understand. Shit. A lot of times when they oh, do shit like shit, that, they, I didn't even think about it. Like the truth yeah. is controversial, baby. Yeah. Because they trying to, you know, if you're a Luciferian, it's like the light. So they was like they trying to shed light on some shit Damn. that happened. That's all it's about. But they trying to be slick. <laughs> That's yeah. all. So if you if if you, if you Negroes out there don't want to take it from us, <laughs> let's take it from this white man. All right, go with white-owned sponsors that play the role of hypersexualized, hypercriminalized male. I asked these advertisers, I say, I've got hundreds of songs a day that celebrate killing animals. Will you put them on your station? They said, no. I've got hundreds of songs a day that talk about assaulting women and, 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 and abusing kids. Would you put them on your station? They said, no. I said, I've got hundreds of songs a day that talk about murdering blacks. Would you put them on your stations? They said, well, that depends. Depends on what? Who it's done by and who it's branded for. Because if we can get black folks to sing about it, we can brand it for our youngest black audiences. I think there's money to be made. I think there's American appetites to see these people that way. See, this clip a little longer, so I want to jump in and out of this clip. I ain't gonna let it play. But let's 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 talk about what 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 he was just saying, bro. He said, basically, if we want to put out a product to destroy other people' mindset and everything. They ain't it's, going it's, for it's, it. It's cool to do it through hip hop, though, but but not through these other outlets. They would Speak never allow. They just said they would never allow even never. <laughs> look, they would never allow even dogs to mm. be talked about. They would. They wouldn't allow animals to be to be marketed to be killed, mm. even if it's just a song. But for 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 some strange reason, Damn. it's it's okay for young blacks to talk about murdering each other, right? Now again, we both grew up in the era of hip hop. Like I think we are the true products of hip hop. When you talk about our age range, we grew like from the day we were born to now. It it, it had it probably do- dominated the the, the most influential years of our lives right right when you hear a hip-hop song any hip-hop does it bring you right back oh for sure man oh for sure oh for sure like that's the thing it's certain it's certain songs that you know and i know i just played a song earlier before the podcast came on what but as soon as i played it you wasn't you know you took your break and came Uh back as soon as i played it you was like damn that what it brought me back as soon as you heard it but guess it was paying it was paying by tupac yeah so Guess where these kids in 2035, guess what they're paying by Tupac going to be? Percocet. Log of Percocet. That's going to be their shit. That's going to be their right. reminiscence. Right. Raindrops. And- Drop tops. Fucking on the bitch with a... What? 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 What, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and that's... This is crazy. So... Al Jonas is... is, is Go ahead. I'm sorry, bro. Now you, now you fine. Nah, you that fine. styles of shit, it, it, it hits me hard, bro. Like I'm 39 years old, and 
I be hearing, look, I still listen to Guerrilla Warfare. That was 23 years ago, yeah. Right. Can I read something that I wrote? I wrote this on, um, um, well, it doesn't, what, what was it? Uh, uh, oh, United Black Front. This is like a, this is a while back, but I wrote this article, right? I still got it. So this is from years ago. Okay. But I think it, it, it ties right into what um, we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read just an a excerpt of it. Um, it says, It is of my sound judgment in knowing the history of our government in the ruling hands of such corporations that they seem an opportunity to not only destroy hip-hop music, but the participants and listeners as well. They castrated the real and true talent. This attack became diabolical in nature because of the cash reward of a few versus the imprisonment of the mind and body of the many. The rapper became the pawn in this political and mental game of chess. As blacks became proud of the many young brilliant rappers that have become entrepreneurs and spokesmen for the hood, we completely overlooked too as why now this music is seemingly overall was accepted. I mean, rappers are winning Grammy Awards uh, for crying out loud. With the endorsements of high fashion and being accepted, we rarely if ever stop to see the repercussions of our voice. Due to the promotion of violence and street activities, the political side of conscious hip hop and blackness subsided tremendously. So let's face it. Um, it, the last rapper to fully express their blackness and get a Grammy for doing so was Lauryn Hill. So many argue Kanye and that's fine. But the point is, those that have truly mastered the art of rap and acts like Rakim, Tupac, Nas, I mean, these brothers are the best of the best. They never won a Grammy. Maybe because their message was too raw, too edgy, or too truthful. Little Wayne won a Grammy and a host of others that rap like him or on that same frequency. Um... Rappers are endorsed by companies to sell products in return. Big checks are cut. So they sell a look to the consumer, also an attitude to wear with that look. But all the while, some of these clothing companies have stock in the private prison industry. So that's just something that I wrote. That was, again, a few years back. But it ties it ties in uh, greatly with the topic that's at hand right now. Um so let's go. So let's so let's go into another thing that I know we both was talking about um, uh, uh, with this particular um, topic, and that is that is the many um, the many deaths of of, uh, of of some of our artists. So have hip hop influenced its own demise? So. As y'all can see on the screen, we got Damn, some of the them some Yeah, and them some talented-ass brothers that you see on the screen right Damn, all them niggas dead. Nipsey. Fuck. Pop. X. I hate looking at this, bro. Young Dolph, King Von, of course, Biggie and Pop. So, and it's, it's, just, it's just sad, though, because it's like, I don't think a lot of us understand that what we speak about, we bring about. You know what I mean? So if we are constantly marching to the beat of our own drum and murder is the music, what do you, you know, like, what's going to come of it? So I think it's a very interesting thing that I think that we need to start really taking heed to. And, and matter of fact, right where we from, uh, uh, Dutch, right where we from, just past the last past three days, we lost three local artists. Young artists all under the age of, I think, 23. 
and that's right here locally in uh the dmv area you know what i mean so when you take that into consideration and you start to really look at it, that's why you know stuff like this uh these type of um um, um shows are important because it's speaking directly to something that this music was never meant for it was never so can I to say me can I say yes sir go ahead go ahead I'm, interject for sure I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry bro this this shit just okay i had a record label right and um I'm not proud of that record label. I'm not proud of the music I produced. I, I'm, I'm definitely not proud of the lyrics that I recorded. I'm, I'm an audio engineer as well, right? And in the early 2010s, I had a record label and I, I had artists, I had a studio and the lyrics that will come through my mics were the most self-destructive, the most ignorant lyrics ever, bruh. And I used to sit there, I used to sit there and allow these rappers, these young dudes, to quote-unquote express themselves but they wasn't expressing themselves they were just copying what they seen and i'm going to give you uh because because looking at this shit just 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 brought me back there i'm going to give you a, a a moment where i realized i i realized i i kept it i kept the bullshit going though but this is when I was conscious and realized what the fuck I'm doing was detrimental. I had an artist come into my record label or studio and he made a song. And the song was In Your Daughter. And you know, I have all daughters, right? So when I'm mixing this song, he's literally talking about the song is talking about fucking your daughter. And you a father. And I'm a father, right? Of all daughters. Of all daughters. And as he's recording this, my daughters are in the room sleep. So I take full account of, and I put, and I put this record out. I put the fucking record out. And it wasn't no, no, you know, in, um, no, no pedophilia shit. I, I'm definitely not going to put out that. But he was just saying, you know, if I'm a rapper and I'm beefing with somebody else, I'm going to fuck his daughter, his adult daughter, of course. Because I told him, you ain't talking about no no little girl, is it? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Now, I don't do that. That that, right. that and bestiality didn't go right with, 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 with my... I put that in the contract, bro. They say don't fit your brand, Yeah, huh? I'm not going to... But I should have said that on the song as well. You know, the content of... of but the thing is, young, I just can imagine... Because we talk about hip-hop and we talk about these producers and these labels and shit, right? And I can just imagine, because we think that these people, okay, we, we, we say the government is bad, right? But my wife, she works for the Census Bureau. Right. She's not bad. The government workers aren't bad. But the upper echelon is. So it's like the, 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 the Illuminati of hip-hop 
it's bad. The the the, the core of hip hop is bad. But the people who work there, they were they were me, dog, sitting in my right. studio, like listening to this shit, but knowing I'm just trying to get on. I, I if we get on, I can change up the the the. But as you're as you're putting this shit out, it's getting more and more and more toxic. So at the end of the day, we never got on. But those songs are still out right, in the right. fucking ethers. 